This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, a community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible. The information provided or any opinions expressed in this show are of a general nature only and should not be construed or relied on as a recommendation to invest in a financial product or class of financial products. You should seek financial advice specific to your circumstances from an authorised financial advisor before making any financial decisions. A disclosure statement can be obtained free of charge by calling 0800 878 961. You're listening to Radio Kidnappers, the voice of Hawke's Bay. This is a programme called Can View, where we talk all about finances, KiwiSaver, insurances, the whole shooting box. And it's our pleasure to have in the studio from the Stewart Group right here in Hastings, Jeff Wilson and Joe Husband. How are you going both? Excellent. Very well. Nice to be here. Thank you for having us. It's our pleasure. Now, uh, today we're going to talk about uh, KiwiSaver and a bit of a a bit of a change in roles with what you do, Jeff. Oh well, um, it's an opportunity to to welcome Joe. Uh, Joe's been with Stuart Group for about three months Mm -hmm. now, and Joe is joining our sort of growing team to help um, advise advise um, our retail clients mm-hmm. uh, we've got over uh, about uh, over 1100 wow. retail members um, with uh, KiwiSaver uh, and that's both as individuals and also through um, workplace employer schemes um, and my role is uh, kind of to support Joe in that but also we have a number of adv- advisors around New Zealand about 250 advisors who utilise our KiwiSaver funds and um, so my role is ostensibly to liaise with them and keep them informed and, and um, focused on uh, the requirements of, of the scheme. Indeed. And Joe, just to remind our listeners, just in case someone's been living in a box and have got no idea what KiwiSaver is, what is KiwiSaver? Well, good question, actually, because it, it does surprise me um, that still, even though KiwiSaver was started back in, what, 2007? Yeah. I, yeah that uh, there's still a, a, quite a, um, a low level of understanding with some folks. So it, it is a good question. So it is a voluntary uh, investment scheme started um, by the government um, and administered by the IRD. So the um, the KiwiSaver Act is sort of quite clear that it is designed to provide um, a savings nest egg for folk for their retirement, which the, the official um, retirement age at the moment, of course, is 65. Yes, indeed. So, uh, yeah, so there are, I mean, we can talk a bit more about it, but there are ways that people may access those funds prior to that, but ostensibly it is for retirement. And there are different levels of investment, isn't there? There's different funds or growth funds or... Yeah. Tell us about those. Yeah, so essentially um, people can um, elect to have an amount deducted from their from their pay. So mm-hmm. th- there's a choice of, of rates there. Um, so their employer would deduct that on their behalf um, and those funds get paid through to the IRD who then um, sweep that out to the uh, member's KiwiSaver provider, so there are um, lots of different providers in New Zealand, um, and also um, part of that is that the employers are required to uh, make a contribution as well, which is currently three percent minimum. What's the maximum with the employers? Well, yes. that would you'd have to you'd have to negotiate that yeah. with your employer. What but is, um, yeah. what about as a contributor? How much can I put in? You can you can choose three, four, six, eight, or ten percent. 
Now, um, we're in the middle of a, a financial crisis in New Zealand with COVID-19, and I would imagine that there's a lot of people out there suffering financially. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they're struggling and they're saying, okay, wow, I've got a bit of a nest egg sitting there in my KiwiSaver, and, and I'm only, I don't say X amount, I'm only 40, mm. but I've got 20 grand sitting in my KiwiSaver. Can I get the money? Uh, you you may be able to. Um, that's a good question, and certainly that's a lot of you know inquiries that we we have coming through at the moment. Probably it's t- there's two parts to it. We're getting people that are coming through that are concerned um, when they're seeing the value of their investment drop. So um, and then there's another group of people that are really experiencing you know extreme financial hardship. They may have lost their jobs, that sort of thing, who are wanting to actually access those funds. So if we perhaps talk first about that first lot of people that are concerned around the the drop in mm-hmm. the value. Absolutely. So um, once again, people often don't understand how it works. So when when they their money is contributed from their pay and it goes through the IRD and so on, um, it is then um, pooled with other investors' money with their provider, and it's invested on the, in the, uh, on their behalf. So it could be um, fixed interest shares, um, you know, a, a mix of things depending on which fund they've elected to go in. Um, so when they when that money is invested, they're actually purchasing units. Okay, so the, there is a, a unit of investment has a has a price, mm-hmm. and so as markets change and react to different things that are going on, the, those unit prices will change. And what that means is the value of their investment will will change. So um, if they're in a fund that has got a high exposure to shares, for example, with obviously recent volatility, um, we're going to have seen those unit prices fall. Mm. And therefore, in a in a subsequent drop in the value of their investment, um, so you know the, a lot of people. I think well, we have taken a few calls just from people saying, you know, who's taken money out of my KiwiSaver? Where's yes. my money gone? Um, so it's really important for people to understand that it that it's just uh, that that value will fluctuate um, and it will res- it will react to, to what's happening in the world. You know, those yeah. um, and in this case, the COVID. Um, so some people would also see that as an opportunity because when the unit price is low, if they're continuing to invest through their pay um, or, or man, make you know manual contributions, say they're actually purchasing those units at a discount. So you know there is an opportunity there uh, for those who've got the ability to to invest more mm. or to continue to invest. Um, and it really comes back to the you know there's a lot in the media at the moment around um, remembering that. The KiwiSaver is a long-term investment. Yes, it indeed. is there for retirement. Um, so, yeah, I guess to what's the expression, Jeff? Hold your seat. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> so we've we've used an, an analogy of of late. I, I think it's quite relevant. Is that um, uh, with the with the markets? The markets have been very volatile, which basically means they've been going up one day and they've been going down yeah. the next, and so forth. So, if you look at it on a daily basis, it's almost like being uh, looking at a roller coaster. Yeah. You're going up, you're going down, up and down. So, we use that analogy of the roller coaster and say, well, look, um, the roller coaster has a, has a certain destination at the end, which and uh, if you stay in your seat you'll be fine you know that you start you go up and down up and down have the bit of a thrill ride but you finish um happily at the other end all safe and sound the problem the pain is if you try and get out mid-ride and that's what we say to the majority of these people uh, particularly say the 40 year old is um in that situation uh stay in your seat um, otherwise you get off that's when the pain hurts you miss out sure. on any upside 
to come to your point around um, the hardship um, situation, um, yes, we, we thankfully haven't had too many of those inquiries at this stage. So this is, this is an opportunity, as Joe touched upon, this is outside of retirement. Um, there are certain conditions where you can uh, access your KiwiSaver funds early, and there's been a lot in the media of late about relaxing the rules. But one of the rules is around hardship, financial hardship. So it is feasible to um, access funds early, but there are some very stringent requirements around proving or demonstrating that you are suffering financial hardship. And that's right and proper because if, if, if the 40-year-old takes, say, half of that uh, 20,000 um, KiwiSaver investment out, whilst he's still got 25 years to be able to kind of play catch-up, it's really hard to play catch-up. And uh, the, the potential is that come retirement, he's going to fall short of what he needs in retirement. So um, we have been encouraging, and the, and the government thankfully have released a number of um, um, mechanisms, uh, I think announced, uh, one was announced very recently in terms of those people who lose their jobs will get government funding mm. for a 12-week period. So that in, ter- in addition to the, the wage subsidy scheme, these are all things designed to try and alleviate the pain of, of, of losing employment. So we would encourage people uh, who are contemplating hardship to exhaust all those avenues yep. first. In fact, that is pretty much a requirement before we go down the hardship route. You can take a payment holiday, can't you? So if you're one of those unfortunate people who lose their job, yes, you can say, well, look, I want to put my KiwiSaver contributions on hold. Yes, yes. So um, a payment holiday is something that you would make an application for. You can have anything between three and 12 months um, where you are you cease your your contributions, mm-hmm. and that can uh, also mean the uh, if you're still in employment, it can be the employer contribution can cease. If you happen to lose your job, that's not technically deemed uh, an employer saving suspension. That's just, you know, that that uh, that that uh, is a separate requirement. But um, yes, there are means to do that. Um, look, we we appreciate it's tough for people mm. right now. So yes, for anybody who's say on a four percent contribution rate, they might want to consider looking at three percent. Um, equally, um, as Joe touched upon, uh, there are some people who are in the fortunate position maybe to be able to top up their yeah. contributions to take advantage of the, the discounted rates uh, available at the moment. My wife's quite a nervous um, investor, and I've told her many times, as you've told me many times, um, Jeff, that you shouldn't be looking every day. <laughs> and uh, she's, she's even been considering um, looking at going into a, a cash fund mm. yeah and i said look yeah. stay there for the long haul because you don't need the money now and you know just write it out mm. which is i suppose a good advice but what happens when you change it into a cash fund yeah so essentially if, if you've um your fund has taken a has taken a, a dive you know the the unit price has dropped so the value of your mm-hmm. investment has dropped um if you then i guess withdraw it or look to switch it out at that point you're you're crystallizing a loss that will eventually disappear so you only lose if you actually withdraw it when the unit price is low um there has been, uh, you know, there's been a lot in the media um, of late around people that have done exactly that, and I can 
completely understand the temptation to do that. I mean, we've had a long period of time with really positive returns and people have just seen their investment grow and grow, and it's a huge mm. shock and a horrible shock to see that, um, you know, the drop in the value of their of their investment. And, you know, it's it's a very emotive thing. You know, this is people yes, have been putting money away for a long time. So it's, it's, um, it's really scary. So I guess that's what we are here to do is to talk to people um, talk them down, I guess, and just explain why it's happened, what's likely, you know, what what's likely to happen based on history, what history tells us will happen. Um, yeah, so that is, I guess, the the danger of of looking to switch it. Yeah, um, and I, I think you make an interesting point about the 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 daily check because um, one of the compelling sort of reasons why people have a lot of Kiwi savers with their banks. Is that they can have their mm. KiwiSaver statement alongside their account statement. The downside to that is that you tend to see your KiwiSaver on a daily basis. Uh, what's interesting, and I think it will warrant further investigation, but um, of those people that have switched out of uh, to more conservative funds or indeed cash funds, um, and 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 effectively crystallised losses, as Joe's just outlined. Um, a study, an initial study, has um, suggested that the majority of those people that have switched have been with banks. Mm. So I wonder if yes. there is a connection with that daily visibility. We, as a rule, tend to um, discourage that. Uh, we normally send out uh, texts to our members on a quarterly basis. And often with a quarter, um, whilst there might be a bit of a dip, the fact that you're continuing to contribute is is clawing back some of the potential losses. But clearly we're in a, a volatile situation right now. Um, where we would recommend a cash uh, investment is normally when we know that that individual is looking to take utilise their funds in the short term. Yep. And that may not just be at retirement, um, Ken, but also if we have uh, younger people who are utilising KiwiSaver for first home purchase. So the sooner we know that they're looking to um, utilise um, their funds, then we might consider recommending them going into cash just immediately before they need it. Yeah, I was reading an article that the Growth Fund took a massive hit in March. And that people have decided uh, in the main at that point that we're going to stay away from it and go to a conservative fund. Are you finding that that's still the attitude or people think, oh, well, you know, let's go back? Because the money's in the growth fund, doesn't it, really? That's where the big money is. Certainly, yeah, history shows that over um, over the long term that shares will provide a better return, um, but you've just got to be prepared for that, you know, that there can be the short-term volatility. But, yeah, I think 23rd of March, I think, from memory, was the... <laughs> <laughs> was the black day. It was the black day, yeah. So, um, but we have seen, um, you know, they really did take a, a, a big drop, but we have actually seen a period of quite strong recovery. Of course, we don't have a crystal ball and we don't know um, that that's going to last and we don't know that they, they won't drop again. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I mean, um, yeah, we're, as of sort of uh, today or in recent, recent days, we're probably about 20, markets are about 20% back up yeah. from that low point of the 23rd of March. So uh, unfortunately, uh, if you're an individual that um, just 
couldn't cope with the stress on the 23rd of March and you changed out of a growth fund, um, then you've effectively missed out on part of that mm. uh, recovery. Um, that doesn't mean to say that, um, you know, all is lost. But the, 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 the key thing is just to uh, try and avoid timing the market. It's, it's, it's almost like um, playing lotto yeah, to sure. try and guess when the market's going to pick up again. Are you surprised that the market bounced back so quickly, considering the crisis that we're in? Because it has bounced back pretty well, hasn't it? It, it has. And, I mean, uh, as Joe says, we, we, we can't crystal ball gaze. But there is evidence to suggest that historically there are market rebounds from these um, sort of down periods. Um, but this is, uh, this is, uh, I hate to use this word, it's been overused, but this is unprecedented. Yes. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, had to get it in somewhere, didn't we? Yeah, we've heard that um, once. But, um, yeah, look, I, I think there's a lot to play out on this. I, I personally am quite surprised that the market has responded. Um, given, but markets, they always say markets are forward looking. So they factor in the news around potential downsides. And of course, we're not just considering New Zealand here. We're looking at the whole global scene. And, um, it's important to, to consider that. So things are thankfully, uh, looking fantastic for a, a New Zealand recovery. Yeah. It's still going to be a long, slow economic recovery for sure. Um, but there is, when you look further afield, there's an awful lot of um, um, challenges ahead. So I think the best thing is to say that the markets are likely to be continuing to be a little bit mixed for the for the foreseeable future. Bearing in mind we are currently in the crisis and it's probably going to get a whole lot worse and I want you to just polish up your crystal ball once again. <laughs> I mean, the government's just borrowed $50 billion and it's highly likely that's going to have to borrow more money. Do you think the contributions from the government, do you think that's going to be ongoing or are there whispers out there that they might have to start looking at that and think, mm, can we afford to keep doing this? Um, I'm, I'm not aware of anything that has sort of indicated whether they are going to continue or, or not continue. Um, I think they've obviously set a path which is going to be tough to kind of get off. Yeah. Um, but um, there has been some talk um, about how, how the future generations are likely to have to pick up the tab. So one of the considerations that may be brought forward is to uh, around New Zealand superannuation, which again would affect those that are sort of at retirement age or near retirement mm-hmm. age. So I've said to you in the past, Ken, actually, that, that I don't think that would be a major deal because no. I think a lot of people um, are with good health are continuing to carry on working, perhaps on a part-time basis, but they're continuing to work, and 70 is kind of the new 65. So I don't think that would be a a problem. How how much of a saving that would, uh, um, you know, help? I'm not sure. I can Mm. quantify it, but that that's that's something that that could be uh, under consideration. As a long-term savings um, scheme, is KiwiSaver still the best investment rather than? For instance, money in the bank. Yeah, well, once again, there's a lot of debate going on, particularly around KiwiSaver at the moment, because people are angry that they can't get their, mm-hmm. you know, access their funds and so on. So people are saying, well, really, is KiwiSaver where we should have our money um, and that sort of thing? And debate around um, 
different types of uh, styles of management, I suppose, and whether people should be be able to manage it themselves rather than paying someone mm. else to do it and fees and all that sort of thing. So I think with KiwiSaver, it, it does build in a there is a built in discipline, I suppose, that money is deducted from your pay before you get it. You you get used to it not being there, and it just builds builds up in the background there. So that builds that long term savings habit. And typically, New Zealanders we've not been good savers. No. Um, so there is that. Um, the, there is, of course, the employer contribution. Um, some, once again, will argue that that's offset by, um, you know, that it's, I guess, factored into the total remuneration. But once again, it, it's still a, it's still bumping up those savings in the background. And then, of course, there's the government co- contribution, which is um, something that we're spending a lot of time talking to people about at the moment. We, um, part of our services, that we do provide a, a, um, an annual reminder, asking people if they need to top up their KiwiSaver to gain the full government contribution. So effectively what that means is um, if people uh, contribute $1,042 throughout the course of the year up to the end of June, they will, um, under there are some conditions, but they will qualify for a government contribution of uh, 50 cents for every dollar up to that 1042 So $520 odd dollars. So, um, and that gets paid in July, August, yep. doesn't it, Jeff? Yeah. Yep, so, yep, yep. you know, so that's free money. You know, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, obviously, you're not going to get that. Uh, you're not going to get that contribution if you've got your cash in the bank. No. Now, the fund's not government guaranteed. Is the fund in good heart? Oh yes, look. I mean, there are uh, checks and balances, so those funds are um, are protected. Um, you know, they're ring fenced from um, any sort of financial aberration or providers um, going insolvent. So they are protected in that sense. No, they're not government guaranteed because those funds can go up and they can go down. Um, just to come back to your earlier point, I think that would uh, to me i would answer that it's it's important that um you know people get advice mm. um that doesn't necessarily have to be from financial advisors but uh that would be the prudent thing to do um and one of the key things i think that this recent uh, pandemic has has probably highlighted is the need for individuals to have a contingency fund that they can yes. access that could be held in cash so, I mean, that's something that we as advisors would obviously take into consideration around um, uh, people's requirements for KiwiSaver. And, um, but I think, um, you know, we, we would always be of the view that if you don't have a contingency fund, normally three months or perhaps mm-hmm. six months of, of your uh, monthly outgoings to one side, um, or you have very high um, interest debt, those are things that you should be looking at to to first before you invest in KiwiSaver. Indeed, look, we're just about out of time, so we're going to leave the final word to you today, Joe. Um, oh, well, I'd just like to thank you for, for um, welcoming us here today, Ken. It's been my first time doing a radio show, so it's been a lot of fun. Thank you. Um, yeah, just like to say uh, to anyone that um, that does have concerns, it is a really troubling time and we're here to help. So um, even if you just need to have a chat about any concerns that you may have, please feel to give us a call on 0800 878 961. Joe, Jeff, pleasure to talk with you as always. Look after yourselves. We'll talk to the same time, same place next time. Thanks, Ken. Thank you. 
The information provided or any opinions expressed in this show are of a general nature only and should not be construed or relied on as a recommendation to invest in a financial product or class of financial products. You should seek financial advice specific to your circumstances from an authorised financial advisor before making any financial decisions. A disclosure statement can be obtained free of charge by calling 0800 878 961. This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, a community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible.